Praise the Lord, family and friends. Welcome to your heart for God and what he wants again. My name is Jane, and I'm so glad that you can come and join with me on another day's journey with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Oh, what a journey. Hallelujah. That blessed journey. For the Lord is my rock and my salvation. Hallelujah. He's the light that shineth in the darkness. Amen. Today I would like to talk about the tide. Tide of time is what this is about today. My theme subject, Tide of Time. You know, the rise of time, Psalms 118 and 16 reads, My times are in thy hands, which means my life is in thy hands. You have control of my life. Deliver me from the hands of my enemies and from them that persecute me. This is what David was saying. He was saying, my times, Lord, hallelujah. Thank you. My times are in thy hands. Not the hands of people. But Lord, my times is in your hands. You are the one that has control of my life. Not people. You say when to come and when to go. Not people. He said, deliver me from the hands of my enemy. He knew who to cry to. He cried to God, deliver me from the hands of my enemy. Sometimes we can't deliver ourselves. We can't deliver ourselves out of this. But we can ask God because he has the control, deliver me. And when we depend on him, he will deliver us out of the hands. He, he may not come when we want him, but He's right on time. Hallelujah. The song said, He's right on, right on time. He may not be there, no. He may not be there when you want him, but he's right on time. He may not be there. He may not be there when you want him, but he's right on time. He may not be there. May not be there when you want him. May not be there when you call him. He may not be there when you want him. He may not be there when you want him, but he's right on time. I... So God wants us to know that he is on time. And we can count on him. He said, deliver me from my enemies and from them that persecute me. You know, I've learned that the moon controls tides naturally in this world, in the water, 
Yes, it controls the waters. You know, you see them waters that flows in and out, in and out. Well, the moon has a significant impact on how it controls the waves that we see in and out. Oh, how beautiful that is. But that's how God made it. Uh, how far it comes up and how low it goes is like a magnet. Wow. Can you imagine? Like a magnet. What magnificent God has made. Like God controls what happens, my Lord. Yeah. In our times, he causes the seasons in Genesis 1, 14 through 19. And in Acts 14 and 17, it says, Nevertheless, he left not himself without witness, and that he did good and gave us rain from heaven and fruitful seasons, filling our hearts with food and gladness. Hallelujah. This is what God did. And I would like to also read Genesis 1 and 14. And God said, and God said, not the devil, not people on this planet God said let there be lights in the firmament the firmament the heavens up there wow of the heaven there it go to divide what did he did he put a slash between it. some on that side and some on that side Half and half. He divided it. Split it up. Split it down the middle. The day from the night. And let them be for signs. And for seasons. What? What did it say? And let them be for signs. And for seasons. And for days and years. Praise God. So God said. This will be signs. Dividing the day and for night. Let them be signs. And for seasons. Seasons are times. Seasons are times. Seasons are times. A season could be and a day. A season could be in a night. Or weeping may endure for a night. A season. But joy coming in the morning. Another season. For days and for days and years. And God said, let there be lights in the firmament of heaven. To divide the day from the night. We can see that every day. God has divided this time and time. We got 12 hours. Once the sun goes down to... Uh, the middle of the day, and then from the middle of the day to midnight. That is a division of day and night. 
And let them be for signs. 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 And let them be for signs and for seasons. A time and a time. A time here and a time there. A time here and a time everywhere. Seasons. There are seasons in our life. And then we know the four seasons. Winter, spring, summer, fall. Winter, spring, summer, fall are the four seasons which God had made and divided. Every season has its time. And for days and years. I would like to go to Acts 1 and 7. And he said unto them, and he said unto them, 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 it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own power. God does things according to his own power. It's not for us to know the times and the seasons. When God get ready, he ready. It's not for us to know when is this exactly going to happen and when is this exactly going to happen because God got a season and a time and a place and a plan for everything he has ordained under the sun. He said there's a time to plant. There's a time to grow. There's a time to love. There's a time to embrace. There's a time to refrain from embracing. So there is a time and a season for everything. There's a time to eat and there's a time to sleep. So I would like to also read Uh, Ecclesiastics Ecclesiastics 3 and 11 He has made everything beautiful in his time Also he has set the world in their heart so that no man can find out the work that God made it from the beginning to the end he has made everything beautiful in his time. Also, he has set the world in their heart. So God, he sets things up. And the way that he see fit for it to be set up. Before he created Adam, he made the garden for Adam to dwell in. And Eve. So God sets up preparations or he sets up a stage like, so when it is time for them to enter in, that's when he begins to create something so something can be put into something else. So God creates and makes things in his time and in his season, not man's season. See, man might wonder right now, 
Man might want to fix right now. But God ordains and fixes things the way he sees fit for it to be fixed. He know why he allowed certain things to be. And he know why he allowed certain things not to be. Some things in our life is to make us better. Not worse. But sometimes we look at it as not better. But it is not so because God knows and has a plan. For he says, I know. Or I know the thoughts that I think towards you. This is Jeremiah 29, 11. Said the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. So God has a plan for us. He said, I know the thoughts, I think. He has a plan. So God had a plan before he put the man Adam into the place where he saw fit for him to be manager over what he had provided for him to be manager of. God already had a plan in mind. Because the first plan in heaven didn't go so right. So God had to make another plan. So another plan was to make man. But first to create the earth. So he created the earth. He did that in six days. So that's saying God has a season for everything he creates. Flowers grow normally in spring because there is a time phase which God has set up and made for flowers to come up and bloom. Normally you see flowers dead in certain seasons where they die off and you don't see them. Uh, you may see a bud or something trying to come up, but you don't see no full bloom flowers until you see May or April. Between April and May, the season of springtime. So there is a time and a season that everything under the sun must flourish, must come forth. Must be something. Like the sun and the moon. As it seasons. The moon only comes up at the night. And the sun comes up in the morning. And shines. That's what it was ordained to do. That's its seasonal time. That God has reflected it for it to be. And it has its purpose. The sun has its purpose to shine. To give us light. From the dark. And the dark has its purpose. To shine. To give us night. From the morning. And what is morning. And what is night. For, sake, for I know. I know the thoughts. God don't need nobody to tell him. What the thoughts he thinks. He knows the thoughts he thinks. And guess what. His thoughts are good. I would like to read 
on Ecclesiastics all the way to the 20th. So it is saying in um, 13, excuse me, 12. It said, it said, for a man to rejoice and to do good. God wants us to rejoice and do good in his life. In that person's life, they should rejoice and do good. That's what God is saying. And also that every man, 13, should eat and drink and enjoy the good of all his labor. It is the gift of God. It's a gift that God has given us. To be able to enjoy the fruits of our labor. It said, and I know that whatsoever God doeth, it shall be forever. Nothing can be put to it, nor anything taken from it. God says in the book. Um, God says in the book of Luke 12 and 25, it says, and which of you with taking thought can add to his statue? One cubit. Can you add one cubit to a statue? You know, if there's a big old statue, could you literally take a cube? And add it to the statue that's already there. No, you can't. It's impossible. The statue's already made. So how are you going to take a cubit and, and insert it into the statue that's already standing? Or already, that's already fixed and, and, and has all its parts on it? How are you going to take something to add? You can't. It said, if ye being not able to do that, which is least, why take ye thought or the rest? You can't do it. That's what God's saying. You can't add. If God don't let you add, you can't add. What can you take? You, you can't even take thought for this. So so why? So why take even take thought? And in Matthew 6 and 27, I like to read. It says, which of you by taking thought can add one cubit unto his stature? I would like to also read 6 and 26. Behold, the fowls of the air, for they sow not. Hmm. The fowls of the air don't, they don't put nothing out there. They don't, what do they do? Neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. They don't work, they don't labor, they don't do nothing. But God always makes sure they eat. They always have. They never be without because God feeds them. 
That's what he's saying. He feedeth them. He said, are you not much better than they? You are better than they. And then ask the question, are you not much better than they? You do have more value to you, to who you are. You are better than they. And you say, oh, but how can I be better than they? They God's creatures. God made them. But they're creatures. God made man in his image. That was, makes us so much more significant. We were made to glorify him. We were made to praise him. We were made to love him. We were made to honor him. The birds and the bees and whatever, they, they do have a purpose which God has said for them to do. So what they do, we know the bees, they make honey because that's what God ordained for that to be. You don't see a, 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 a bee with a microphone. You don't see a bee praising the Lord like that. So we said what a bee was made for. You don't see the falls of the air uh, shouting, do you? Nope. No, they don't. But God's people shout. God's people praise him. Because that's what we were made to do. So everything has its place on this planet Earth. I would like to go back to Ecclesiastics. Uh, the 15th. Say, they which have been and is now. They which have been is now. That which has been is now. So what are whatever has already has been is even now. And that which is to be has already been, my Lord. And God required that which is past. 16. And moreover, I saw under the sun the place of judgment. That wickedness was there. Wickedness was there. I saw under the sun. Place of judgment. And wickedness was there. And the place of righteousness. That iniquity was there. 17. I said in my heart. God shall judge the righteous and the wicked. See, there's a time and a season. God is going to judge the righteous and. Somebody said, God going to judge the righteous? What? Yes. God is going to judge the righteous and the wicked. So we got to watch what we do. Because, yes, we're going to get our judgment too. Just like the wicked got their judgment. And that's hell. And fire. So the righteous going to be judged also. So what are we doing in this body? We're going to be judged for what we also do. In this body. 
because God said the righteous and the wicked shall be judged. But there is a time, hallelujah, there for every purpose and for every work, there is a time, a tie of time. There is a tie of time. There is a time. And not just a time, there's a purpose. God has a purpose. God has a purpose. Oh, God has a plan. Tell me. Hallelujah. God has a purpose. Yes, he does. And he has a time. So he has a time when he is going to judge the righteous and he's going to judge the wicked. So the time is going to come from this body is to be present with the Lord. But after this is the judgment. So when you leave here, you're going to enter into your judgment where God is going to decide what he's going to do. And he's going to judge you for what you have done in this life. third chapter and we're at the 18th I said in my heart concerning the estate of the sons of men that God might manifest them and that they might see that they themselves are beasts I call man beasts For that which befalleth the sons of men befalleth beasts. So the same things that happen to people happen to the beasts of the field too. Don't they get shot down and killed? Yep. Don't people get shot down and killed? Yes. So what's the difference between a beast that you see out there in, um, like in the forest and you see people walking up and down the street? What's the difference? They get shot. And then when they go in the in the in the forest, they shoot the, the beast too. They shoot the the uh, monkeys or the gorillas. They shoot the, the the tigers. So what's the difference? We both get shot. They stab them up, cut them up, eat them for their lunch. And some people even go deep and try to eat people. Lord have mercy. Jesus. Yeah. So what's the difference? Solomon was saying that the same way they treat the beast, they treat the peoples. They abuse the beast. They bust them in the head. And so they did. They bust people in the head too. Every day. So what's the difference? Nothing. Except for people's going to be judged. But the beast, they just going to go back to the dust where God and their spirit go back to where it comes from. That's the difference. Man in God's image. Say, so even one thing befalleth them. One thing. As one dieth, so died the other. So they die the same. They fall out on the ground. They kick and they dead. Then what? The human being fall on the ground, he kick and he dead. What's the difference? They so died the same way. That's what he's saying. As one dies, so the other. There's no difference. 
So if one fall on the street, hey, such so so can a tiger fall out on the street. He'd be dead too. His breath stopped beating too. Say, yay, they have all one breath. My God. Hallelujah. One breath, my Lord. Not two breath. One. You ain't got no two breath. You got one breath. The breath that God has put in your body. That's the breath that you breathe every day. Every day. It's the breath you breathe. You breathe this breath every day. Oh, what God's good grace. So that a man has no preeminence above a beast. He's not better than a beast on that behalf. And the way you look at it. For all is vanity. Is vanity. It's nothing. And then all go unto one place. One place. Back to the creator who has created it. That's where we go. Back to our creator who we created him. Then he decides where we go from there. By the lifestyle we have lived on this earth. All are the dust, my Lord. And all turn to dust. We were made from dust. Say from dust we came and from dust we shall return. That's what God is saying. You're the dust. So you came from it and you're going to go right back. So when our time comes, we're going to go right back to the dust. What God has ordained it to be. Amen. I'd like to also go to Isaiah 43, 18 through 19. It says, remember ye not the former things. Time. It's a time. It's a time to not remember the former things. It's a time to give it up. That you was shot. Now you got to give it up. You got to give up the former things. God said, don't remember it. Don't take yourself back to what used to be. Oh, well, it used to be like this. We were all talking about, well, you know, it used to be like that. Remember, we used to hang out on the street, and we used to do all of this, and we used to do all of But God is saying, don't even remember those things. Once you have uh, come over to him, God don't want you to think about uh, me, and, me and little Ray Ray used to hang out. I don't want to think about little little Ray Ray. You the little you you little Ray Ray used to do. That's gone. You are a new creature now. When you and little Ray Ray is gone, you can't bring that back. But you can live for the future and make new ideals and new plans and forget about the old ones because it didn't work anyway. He said, neither consider the things of old. God said, put off the old man and put on the new man. So we got to put off. And he said, let this mind be and you that which also was in Christ Jesus. So it's letting us go. That's the only way we're going to be able. Going to be able to move on. It's letting it go. Well, I just can't let go of my boyfriend. I just can't let go of my girlfriend. I love him so much. But God said, if you want to move on with me, 
You got to let it go. I don't care if it's your husband, your wife, your sister, your cousin, your uncle, grandma, auntie, whatever, great grandma. Let it go. That's the only way you're going to be able to go forward. Is by letting it go. But they mean so much to me. Your soul means much to you too. Because where you spend eternity even is more important than what you got down on this earth. God going to give you better on the other side. So if he's telling you, don't remember it, don't form a things, don't go back to it. Don't you know he got something better? We just re read in uh, Jeremiah. He said, I know the thoughts I have to you. They're not evil. They're not evil thoughts. They're good. So what is that? I got something greater for you if you trust me. Don't you know I got something greater for you? There's a time and season, but I got something greater for you. But you got to trust me with this. I'm working in the process. I'm making it uh, work. I'm making it happen. If you can only see. And in 19, uh, not consider the things of old because it don't matter. You used to wear a size, maybe a size five in pants, which you don't wear pants like that. But you probably used to wear a size five in pants and you was thinking back. I remember when I was size five. Ooh, I could just fit into anything. I, I, yeah, I, 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 could put on, I could put them tight jeans on. They look so good on me. Now I'm a size uh, 14, and now I'm shoot. You know, I wish I was a size 5 again. Well, you ain't a size 5, so get over it and move on. You know, some people get older, and they just happen to gain weight. They can't, it's hard for them to shake the weight off because they got heavier. And when you get older... If you haven't been eating right, then it's likely your weight is not going nowhere. <laughs> but as they say, when you're young, you burn your metabolism faster. And some people, because they're active, when we're young, we're, we're doing this, we're doing that, we're doing this, we're doing that. And it's like when we get older, maybe we slow down. And that's why we hold uh, more capacity, as they say. But not because of some people, they, they like to be feeling like heavier. They don't like to be skinny bone Jones. So, hey, you know, that's the way it goes. But God is saying, don't don't reminisce on this. Don't sit here and keep taking your mind back and back and back and back. I remember when I used to, I could run, I could run like two miles. And now I can't even run, I can't even run hardly three or four steps. Hey. But we can't reminisce on these things. Sometimes they make us depressed, sitting here reminiscing on things that we know that we're not supposed to be thinking about. We're supposed to be trying to move on. So what, maybe I can start eating better. I might be start feeling better if I just go this route. You know, maybe I failed in life uh, because of, of like my decisions I made and now I don't feel that right. But I can move on and try to change that. So sitting back, thinking back, sometimes you'd be depressed. But God don't want us to be depressed. He wants us to go forward and put those old things behind. Because a man can't run a race if he keep looking back. How are you going to run a race? And they say, oh, the race is here. 
And he said, yeah, but, but, but I want, but I want to go back there. Okay. So how are you going to run the race to go forward to where you need to go? If you keep looking backwards, there's no way you're going to get where you're trying to go looking backwards. No way. So it takes a made up mind to say, I'm going to go forward. I'm going to see what my end is going to be. I'm not going to go keep going back because it's nothing back there. We don't know little Ray Ray could be dead. And we say, oh, I just want to see Ray Ray one more time. Little Ray Ray probably in the grave. And we go looking for Ray Ray. Ray Ray's gone. So we don't want to be looking for Ray Ray. Because <laughs> there ain't nothing back there left. A Ray Ray could be an old man walking on a cane. And I just want to see Ray Ray again. And you don't know. You don't know if she Ray Ray can have a disease. And you want to see Ray Ray. No, we don't want to see Ray Ray. We want to see Jesus. So we so forget about Ray Ray. Ray Ray probably was probably was a good friend then. But we don't know how Ray Ray is now. Ray Ray could be mean, nasty, and disrespectful. So we, so we probably don't want to wish that we went back to see Ray Ray. Or Nene, whoever you want to say. And say, behold, 19. So God don't want us to look back. He wants to go forward. So that we can see what the end is going to be. Say, behold, I will do a new thing, my Lord. Hey. Hey, thank you, Jesus. Now it shall spring forth. God said, now. Time. Time. I'm, I'm doing something new now. Don't you know what it is? Now you're going to see it. It shall spring forth. It's a time and a season. God has ordained this new thing to come forth. There's a new thing in your life. There's a season that God has ordained it for it to come up and come forth. It's going to come forth. Shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Hallelujah. God bless. And I also would like to read Isaiah 59 and 19. God said he would make rivers with an S on it in the desert. Make a way. He's going to make a way to look for it. You're going to know it. When God make a way, you going to know it. Isaiah 15, 19. So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. So don't worry. When the enemy comes in like a flood, a flood is something that will take you out. A flood is something that will likely, you know the floods that they've been having in the world right now? Now you should know what a flood looks like. When the cars look like they're going deep under the water, he's taking over that car. And trust me, if that car ain't been lifted out of that water and rescued and dried out, your car is gone. Water gets all in the carburetors or whatever your car is gone 
I don't care if you had a Lexus. It's going to be a Nexus next. It said, when the enemy shall come in like a flood, or try to overtake you, the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of the Lord. They say the spirit of man, the spirit of the Lord. I'm going to give you a revelation. You're going to give you a revelation how to get out of this. The spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard. And what is God's standard? Y'all, his word against him. God going to give you a word. And you're going to have to stand on that word. You're going to have to believe in that word. You're going to have to hold on to that word. Because that's the only thing. You know, David was talking about the flood. He was talking about the floods. I almost overcame him. Amen. I would like to read about that. In Psalms 93 and 3, he said, The floods have lifted up, O Lord. The floods have lifted up their voice. The floods lift up their waves. And in Psalms 69 and 1, I sink in deep mire where there is no standing. I am come into deep waters where the floods overflow me. So there are floods that can overflow us. But God wants us to know, hold on to him. Don't hold on to man. Hold on to him. Because if you hold on to him, the spirit of the Lord shall. What shall he do? He shall lift up a standard against him. I want y'all to look up the word standard and it will tell you what a standard is and what it is talking. God bless. And I hope something was said tonight that will encourage your spirit. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Somebody wanted to know who is the King of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, he is mighty in battle. He is the king of glory. God bless. Keep your head up. But there's nothing down. And know that God is on your side. Keep on striving. And pressing for the mark. For the prize. For the high calling in Christ Jesus.
It ain't over. It ain't over. I don't care what you're going through. Feels like you're down for the last count. It ain't over. Feels like you cried your last tear. Not over. Not over. Not over. Not over. God has the final say. God has the final say. God has the final say that said you wouldn't make it, but God has the final say that said you won't be nothing, but God has the final say that said you ain't going nowhere, you ain't about nothing, but God has the final say. True stories were no. miracles were true blessings were I was riding in my car one day. In the express lane, rolling on the freeway And suddenly the phone rings Then I reached down beside me Then I looked on the floor, felt on the back seat See, I was drinking while I was driving Never thinking about what I was doing I turned around and before I knew it Here comes this truck now I don't think he's gonna make it Family said make the funeral arrangements Unplug the machine, he's gone now Then told my wife to be strong now Then a small voice said unto me If you promise to stop drinking I surrendered on that day And now for ten years I've been straight You saved me, oh You saved me, you saved me You saved me, oh You saved me, oh me a second chance, oh no been sitting in this chair waiting on the phone to ring praying up to God that someone would call me with a job opening cause it's been so hard for me month to month struggling to eat but still there was no answer I stopped believing in his word and got so mad at him and when somebody say God's good I just laugh at him oh yeah. in the nick of time his blessings rained on me Christ grace the phone A lady says we're hiring And that's when I knew you, you saved me Saved You saved me oh, oh, oh. You saved me Oh no You saved me Thank you, you saved me. me Now I was 18 out there on the block